0: Would you open God's precious holy word to 1 Kings 18? Elijah is here. Three years have passed since Elijah's meeting or confrontation with Ahab. He announced himself and that the judgment of God had come the consequences for the people because of the king and the king's sin sins would be a drought and he said That, that, that apple that apple fritter I just had, it just I don't know, it's it's talking to me. I said drought and it said droid. Where was I? Meanwhile, back in Samaria. No. Um Elijah said, it won't rain and there won't be any dew except by my word. Then he left. Remember, the Lord first took him to the brook called Kedith. That word Kedith means separation, the place of separation. Put him off to himself and let him ponder the faithfulness of God. And he saw it twice a day with the arrival of ravens who brought him meat and bread. And that he was by a brook drinking water while the country was running dry. Eventually, however, his brook ran dry. But it wasn't until then that Yahweh spoke to him again. And he said, I have commanded a widow at Zarephath. To take care of you, to prepare food for you, to provide for you there. So he makes his way to Zedipit, which is in Zidon, remember? It's, it's the place where Jezebel was from. That's her home country. He would be a hated man because they faulted him with the drought, not their own sin. And so she went to what should have been an empty barrel every day and found just enough flour. And to an empty flask and found just enough oil. And so they were sustained. And then her son died. And Elijah appealed to heaven, to God, to Yahweh. The child was resurrected. And so Elijah is strengthened. Elijah. It speaks of strength, the strength of God, but his name literally means Yahweh is God. No greater time for that statement to be made than at the time when Elijah was on the scene and Ahab and Jezebel were freely leading the people into grievous sin And Elijah is the one that God would use, whom God would use, indeed to show the people that Yahweh is God. Now, Zetaphit means refinement. So he takes him from the place of separation, where alone he could marvel at the provision of God that miraculously came in his faith. strengthen, strengthen. Now he goes to Zarephit where he will be refined and into an empty barrel she would reach and find enough flour. And turning over the empty flask, find just enough oil. And so they had water and they had bread. They had food when other people were impoverished and starving to death and thirsting for water. But God refined him even further there. And so the time comes. And if let me tell you this. If you're a committed believer, you're going to come, you're going to come headlong into the world. And a committed believer, I believe, is at least once in his life Given the opportunity to show his faith and to show his true service, his loyalty to Yahweh and how strong his faith is. So the time comes when the command goes from go hide yourself to go show yourself. Now, this is where Elijah has come. He has been strengthened. Three years have passed. Am I standing in the wrong place? Okay. It seems like when I cross. That's the place. I found it. Okay. (laughs) Where was I? Meanwhile, back at (laughs) Zetaphit, Yahweh says to Elijah, now go show yourself. You have been strengthened through separation, and you have been refined, and you have humbled yourself even to the point of being provided for by a widow, and so the time has come for you to show yourself. Now Elijah is at the apex of his strength before the Lord. So he is sent to Ahab. And it was after many days that the word of Yahweh came to Elijah in the third year. What a dry and desolate land. Saying, go, appear to Ahab. And I will give rain upon the surface of the earth. So now Yahweh is going to send rain, but first the word of it must come from Elijah to Ahab. Therefore, Yahweh knows it's time. Now, when we say Elijah is here, that should have a tremendous meaning for us personally. As believers, when we when we study and re-examine the the story of Elijah as it's given in the Scriptures, and it tells us that when 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 we say Yahweh is God and His servant, the one who represents Him totally and absolutely, Elijah is here. When we say that, at least four things. Come to the forefront here in this passage of scripture. To say Elijah is here, number one, means that a contrast is created. Let's look at this in the scripture. Elijah went to appear to Ahab. The famine was severe in the land. Ahab had called to Obadiah. Who was over the household and Obadiah feared Yahweh greatly. And it was when Jezebel cut off the prophets of Yahweh. Now she's killing them. Wherever she can find them, she kills them. We'll see that in a, in a later scripture. Here, the, the Hebrew word means she's murdering them. Had cut off the prophets of Yahweh. that Obadiah took 100 prophets and hid them. Uh, 50 men uh, in a cave and he nourished them with bread and water. So Obadiah is secretly hiding prophets of Yahweh that he can find because the Bible says here that he feared Yahweh. But now there's going to be a contrast between the kind of person Obadiah is and the kind of person Elijah is. So there are three contrasts uh, that are, that the, the contrasts are seen, let's see it. Ahab said to Obadiah, go in the land to all the wells of water, to all the brooks, maybe we'll find grass and we'll save the lives Of horse and mule, and we will not lose all of our beasts. You got people starving to death, dying of thirst. And he's worried about his horses and his mules. They divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went on one way by himself. Obadiah went on one way by himself. Now Obadiah was on the road, and behold, Elijah was in front of him. He recognized him and fell on his face. And he said, is this you, my master, Elijah? And he said to him, this is I. Go and tell your master, Elijah is here. You're going to see now in this and, and the context that follows, Elijah will not accept The title of Obadiah's master. And we'll see why as we go through it. His only response is, go and tell your real master. Ahab. Elijah is here. So this contrast moves into conflict. Now here's where we see the three conflicts. And he said to him, this is I. Go and tell your master, here is Elijah. And he said, What have I sinned that you have delivered your servant into the hands of Ahab to kill me? Now you're beginning to see the contrast between Elijah and Ahab. Obadiah takes some water and some bread. And puts the prophets of God in a cave. While he goes back and eats at the king's table. His his service. Is a service that goes just far enough. So as not to offend others. May I say to you. If we ever needed the real thing in the church and among Christians and Christianity, we need them today. Who are not afraid to be offensive if it offends. Who are not afraid to demand more for the prophets of God, the word of God, than just a cold, dark cave and just bread and water when they can get it. There is a conflict here between Elijah and Obadiah. Elijah says, I'm not your master. You go back to your master and you tell him Elijah is here. And so Obadiah, he speaks and he objects. Are you crazy? He'll know that I've seen you He'll think that I'm on your side and he'll kill me. That's what he's saying. Now, this is the service of Obadiah. As Yahweh, my God lives, if there is a nation or a kingdom where my master has not sent to search for you, and they have said that he is not there, uh, your God, has, as your God lives, and He adjured the kingdom and nation that they did not find you. As God lives, my master has searched for you everywhere. Jezebel would like nothing more than to receive you as a gift from Ahab, and He has looked. Everywhere, there's nowhere he hasn't searched for you. He has adjured the kingdom and the nation if they did not find you. Sort of a sort of a threat there of intimidation. If you know where he is, you let me know. And now you say to me, "Go tell your master, here is Elijah." And it will be that I'll go from here, and a wind from Yahweh will carry you to a place I know not where, and I will come and tell Ahab, and he will not find you, and then he'll kill me. Yet your servant fears Yahweh from my youth. What a crock. This guy, look at him. I'm afraid of him. He'll kill me. He'll think that you and I are buddies. But I fear Yahweh from my youth. The conflict, firstly, is between, I'll just use modern vernacular. The first conflict is between real Christianity and, at best, lukewarm and more likely false Christianity. Real faith. And counterfeit faith. Between those who fearlessly stand before the Ahabs of this world, denounce their sin, and pronounce the judgment of God by God's word, and then those who are afraid to offend Ahab. The worst thing really about Obadiah's religion is this Ahab could tolerate his religion, but he couldn't tolerate Elijah's. He could tolerate the so called service and fear of Obadiah, but he couldn't tolerate that of Elijah. I want you to know, I'm a believer always been afraid of Yahweh I'm afraid of him since my youth since I was old enough to fear him I have feared him but I'm going to tell you something I'm scared to death of Ahab you can see then the conflict that exists between Elijah and Obadiah my master surely told what I did when Jezebel killed all the prophets of Yahweh there it is See, she's, she's, not, she's killing them. She finds them, she kills them. I hid 100 men of the prophets of Yahweh by 50 men in a cave and provided them with bread and water. Surely, Elijah, you've heard what I've done. I've snuck around and hidden prophets in caves, given them a little bread and water. And now you say, go tell your master, here is Elijah. And he will kill me. And Elijah said. As Yahweh the Lord of armies. Before whom I stand. Lives. I will appear. To Ahab. Today. In other words. God's going to make a way. Whether you do it or not. It probably will be better for you. If if you take if you sort of take ownership of the situation, and you're standing before Ahab will be a more believable thing than it's, than it would if you just deny, you know, Elijah could even, you don't see it here, but Elijah could be saying, you know, well, I'm gonna tell him we've met, whether you tell him or not. I'm gonna find him. If he has the whole world looking for me, he's going to find it easy to find me. Today, I will appear to him today. And Obadiah went towards Ahab and he told him. And Ahab went toward Elijah. And it was when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, is this you, the one who brings trouble upon Israel? Elijah tells him, The conflict, secondly, is between Elijah and Ahab. And he said, I have not brought trouble upon Israel, but you and your father's house, since you have forsaken the commandments of Yahweh and you have went after the Baalim, you're the troubler. Your sin and the sin of your father, the whole household of you, have brought ruin upon the northern kingdom of Israel. And Yahweh will gain their attention. And thus he has sent me his servant to make sure this attention is gained and the people will know that Yahweh is God. And now send and gather for me all of Israel to Mount Carmel. And the prophets of the Baal 450. Hey, and the prophets of the Asherah as well. The 400 who eat at Jezebel's table. 850 false prophets every day being fed at the king's table by Jezebel. The priestess of Baal. While the men of God and the people of God starve and die of thirst. Lose their animals. Lose their ways of life. Slowly dying because of Ahab's sin, not Elijah, but Ahab. You bring them to me on Mount Carmel, all eight hundred and fifty of them. And Ahab sin among all the sons of Israel, and he gathered the prophets. To Mount Carmel. Well, when you say, behold, Elijah is here in this world, you're calling for conflict, but then also you're calling for commitment. The Elijah's of the world stand up and stand forth and the strength that brought them to stand up and stand forth will speak to the others. Who will be the people of God? Commitment. Elijah drew near to all the people and he said, Until you are, until when, why are you now limping or hopping between two ideas? If Yahweh is God, go after him. And if they be all, then go after him. The people did not answer him a word. Elijah spoke to the people, I have remained a prophet. To Yahweh by myself, I alone am a prophet of Yahweh. And the prophets of Baal are 450 men. Let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it up and place it on the wood. But fire they shall not put in it on it. And I will prepare one bull and I'll put it on the wood as well. And neither will I place fire upon it. And you will call in the name of your deity. And I will call in the name of Yahweh. And it will be that God who answers with fire, he is God. All the people answered and said, this is a good thing. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose for yourselves one bull, prepare it. Prepare, prepare it first since you're in the majority and call in the name of your deity and do not place fire on it. So they took the bull, he gave them and prepared it. They called in the name of the Baal from morning until noon saying, Oh Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no answer. And They hopped on the altar that they had made. And it was at noon that Elijah scoffed at them. And he said, call with a loud voice, for he is a God. Perhaps he is meditating, or he is privately busy relieving himself, or he's on a journey. Hey, maybe he's asleep, and if you call out loud enough, you'll wake him up. After all, he is a God. They called with a loud voice. Now, this goes on for hours. Then they gashed themselves, as was their custom, with swords and lances until blood gushed on them. And as the afternoon passed, and they feigned to prophesy until the time of the sacrifice of the evening offering, and there was no voice and no answer, and no one was listening. Wasn't well, nobody there? Nobody was on. The other line. Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. And all the people came near to him and he repaired the torn down altar of Yahweh. Elijah took 12 stones corresponding to the number of the tribes of the sons of Israel, of, of Jacob. To whom the word of Yahweh came saying, Israel should be your name. In other words, you have the word of God. So he's calling on them to believe the word of God. He built the stones into an altar in the name of Yahweh. He made a trench as great as would contain to of seed around the altar. That's a, that's a ancient measurement. And he arranged the wood. He cut up the bull, placed it on the wood, and he said, fill me four pitchers of water. <laughs> water kind of precious, you know. He poured the water on the burnt offerings and on the wood, wet wood wet sacrifice. And he said, repeat that. They repeated it. He said, do it a third time. They did it a third time. And the water went around the altar and also the trench that he filled with water. The place was overflowing with water. The sacrifice itself completely saturated and doused with water. The wood completely covered and filled with water. And when it was the evening sacrifice was offered that Elijah, the prophet came near and said, Yahweh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Today, let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. And at your word, have I done all these things? So here's what he's saying. Let them know that you're God, that I'm your servant, and that your word is true. Answer me, Yahweh, answer me. And this people shall know that you are Yahweh, that you, Yahweh, are God, and you have turned their hearts backwards. And the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the burnt offerings and the wood and the stones and the earth and the water, which was in the trench, it licked up. All the people saw and fell on their faces and they said, Yahweh, he is God. Yahweh, he is God. Now, finally, if Elijah is here, the work will always be completed. Let's look at it. Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal, let no one of them escape and they seized them. Elijah took them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. He's killed them. Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink for now you will hear the rumbling sound of rain. And Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and crouched on the ground and he put his face He put his face, his head, his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, please go up and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and he said, there's nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. It was on the seventh time that he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's palm rising from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab. Hitch up the horses to the chariot and descend, lest the rain stop you. Meanwhile, the heavens grew dark with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And a spirit of strength from Yahweh was with Elijah. And he girded his loins, and he outran Ahab. He outran to run first Well, it's just best to just leave it outran. He outran Ahab to the coming to Jezreel, or to the entrance of Jezreel. Okay, so here's here's Ahab. He's on a chariot maybe uh, or a slow camel because Elijah girded up his loins and took off. Happy man and beat him. To Jezreel, there is always finally completion when we declare, behold, Elijah is here. He completed it because the drought came. He completed his work because Baal was proven to be a false deity, a false god. And his prophets, as well as the the prophets of Asherah, we were all slain. His work was completed because Ahab was shown that Yahweh is God, Elijah. Yahweh is God. His work was completed because the people repented and they turned back to Yahweh. And his work was completed. Because the rain came according to his word. Well, we'll stop there and pick it up next time and we'll have our deacon prayer time.